Hello, mama. Hope your day is so glorious. And I hope you cannot hear my children stomping around above me, but if you can, you get it. <laughs> um, I'm having a great day getting to sit here with you. I am so blessed to be here. Thanks for tuning in. I'm excited to continue our conversation as well to continue talking about what it looks like to have a family centered home. And in the last episode, which I encourage you to go back and listen to, if you haven't yet, we just really kind of set up the conversation. Try, I, I shared a little bit of the wins that have happened for me as I have moved into a more family centered home. Um, and I shared just kind of some reflections on culture and, and how I have gotten to how we have all, I think most of us got to the place that we are in parenting, how we see parenting and how specifically we see our role as parents, as entertainers, and often in a lot of ways, and how I don't believe that's our job. And so today we're going to talk about how to do it differently. And I shared in the last episode that since doing this, my kids' behavior has really gotten so much better. It's been amazing. Now I do, there's always phases in parenting, right? I do feel like kids will go through different like moments. So I'll keep you posted in the longevity of all of this, but I've just seen a lot of beauty in how things have been done lately. And I've just been really impressed. Now I'm not throwing out any of the old stuff that I've shared with you. I still base our predominantly everything on shepherding a child's heart, uh, the way we discipline, the way we have conversations, the way I'm teaching my kids about God and how, how I have them interact. And so all of that is still true. This is just like another layer, um, kind of just more like a step back of how to see things, how to structure your time. So I hope that it'll bless you. We're going to go into some more specific tactical, uh, things today that I hope will help you, but Hey, I really am so excited to tell you, I know school is starting back up. So soon. I can't even believe it. I feel like summer just started. I don't know. I don't know. This is life right now, right? <laughs> I keep saying this about different things, but school is about to start for your kids. And so I want to invite you to start school for yourself. I know that as moms, it can be so easy just to pour into our kids, pour of all of our time, pour all of our energy, pour all of our money, right? All the things to help our kids be better. But ultimately, if we want the best for our kids, we need to be the best self for them. We need to make sure that we are firmly on a foundation of faith. We need to make sure we are operating out of a space of peace, that we're interacting with them out of peace, that we are seeing them through God's eyes. And none of that happens if we don't take the time to invest in ourselves and in our relationship with God. And so that is why I have the Healed Mama Academy that I want to invite you to. And it right now, with back to school is $200 off, which I'm so excited to invite you into that. You can use the code school because I think the best way to show up for your kids is to show up for yourself. Because ultimately, if you're not having those peaceful interactions with them or those peaceful days, then you are not giving them the best. Like you can, you know, all these things we're talking about, you can give them the best toys. You can give them the best activities. You can get them in the best school, right? All these things. But if you are not showing up as your best, then, then they are not getting the best. Ultimately you, where you're at is the greatest 
source of how they're going to be in their future. Now, ultimately they all, they have free will. So I don't want to put too much pressure on you. I'm not trying to say that, but I'm just talking to those of you that are questioning that investment in yourself. Like, will it really be worth it? Will, will this really, like, I don't want to be selfish and use this time and money for myself. Like I want to put it in my family. And ultimately when you invest in yourself, it's going to invest in your family and in greater degree than, than you can imagine. So I want to invite you in, uh, now the structure of the Academy the academy is that you get access to our group coaching calls that are weekly. You get access for an entire year. This, now you don't have to do it for the whole year, but you can. It gives you flexibility that if you go on vacation, you're not going to miss our calls. You can do the content. There's also a, a bunch of video and worksheet content that you're going to be working through independently. And it gives you the flexibility to do it at your own pace because I know one, some of you don't have as much time in the week, but also some of you need to hang out in a certain spot. Maybe it's with your past. Maybe it's dealing with uh, your marriage, maybe it's doing parenting stuff and wherever that is, you need to hang out there for a little bit longer in that part of the, the content. And so that gives you the flexibility to do that. And then we have group coaching, which can sound intimidating, but let me tell you, it's one of the best ways I get this feedback all the time. It's one of the best parts of it that you get to hear other people's stories. You get to hear me coach them. You get to hear and see that you're not alone and that we are really all in this together and all struggling with similar things. And it is such a blessing to to get to hear other people's feedback and thoughts on things. So get excited. I would love to invite you and you can go find out all the details by going to going to morningmamaacademy.gr8.com. I think you have to type in http dot dot slash slash morningmamaacademy.gr8 as in the number eight.com. You can use the link in the show notes. You can find it, the link in the Facebook group. You can message me on Facebook, message me on Instagram, email me, however you need to get a hold of me. I would love to invite you there to come apply to see if you would be a good fit. And I would love for you to join. So $200 off. It's time for you to go back to school, mama. <laughs> uh, use the code, code school when you go to pay. All right. Without further ado, though, I'm so excited to continue our conversation about how to have a family centered home. Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, mama, are you ready to get into the nitty gritty of what it looks like to have a family centered home, not a child centered one? I'm so excited to share it with you. And just as a reminder, this conversation was inspired by the book Hunt, Gather, Parent, which is not written from a Christian perspective. So you have to read it with a grain of salt. And I don't agree with all of it, but there was so much gold in it as well. And it's really helped me rethink things. So I'm just going to unpack for you what it would look like to have a family centered home. And the first point that I want to make is the biggest. This is like the biggest part of it, the biggest game changer for us. Um, some of you might already do this. 
But for me, there was like a light bulb moment when I started seeing things this way and started doing it. And it's been so beautiful. So, Hey, if you're already doing this, then pat yourself on the back and say, yeah, I knew I was right. (laughs) And if, if you're not, then maybe you will consider trying it like I have. And it's been so great. So, okay, here it is. The first thing is all about helping all about what it looks like to do chores in the home, to take care of the home, to work, to do all of it. Now, like I've shared in the past a lot, I encourage you to do chores while your children are awake. And I might've even said like, yeah, you should have your kids join in with you on the chores. And I have done this at times. I've I've invited my kids to join me in things, but honestly, and I, I don't think I've shared that part with you as much because I don't do it a lot. It's, it's hard for me. Like I now do chores only when they're awake, but most often when I'm doing them in the past, I will put the TV on for them, or I will make sure they're entertained with something. I will give them an activity to do. I will have them tell them to go and play, right? That's, that's how my brain does it. It separates kind of like where I was sharing in the last episode, like just like some people would separate the secular and the sacred, even though that's not a real distinction we need to make, this is how I would do it. I would separate it in my mind. This is short time. I'm going to do this. They're going to go play. That's what they need to do. They need to get out of my hair. I'm going to do this. Right. And, and I loved hearing about different people that would incorporate their kids into things. But honestly, like, I'm like, I don't have time for that. I get stressed out doing this. It slows me down. Like, I just, I don't know how to really sustainably do that besides in random little spurts here and there that I would do that. But for the most part, I would do these things separately. And so first of all, if you, if you aren't already doing your chores, when your children are awake, you need to do this. This is good on so many levels. Like they just need to see that keeping a house and living in the real world takes work. Like there's not just a genie that comes and cleans up behind them and cleans the house and makes it all happen. Like it takes real work to make it all happen. And so we want them to see that. Um, and we're going to go even deeper into what that looks like, but just first off that needs to happen. Now, just for a second, I want to make sure you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't outsource these things. Like it's great to, if you have the capacity to hire a cleaner or hire a gardener, whatever that things are so that you can have more time to be with your kids and all of that. But we all know that even if you do those things, ultimately for 99.9% of us, there's still going to be plenty to do around the house to maintain it. I mean, some of the most stressful cleaning days are when my cleaner is about to come Actually, we don't have one anymore. We're not able to at the moment, but before when he would come, those were some of the hardest days because I had to have the house completely picked up and completely ready. And so, you know, we all know there is plenty of cleaning in between those things to do. And we want to show our kids that. And also like you need during those times where your kids are sleeping or at school, like there's so much else you could be doing, right? Like rest, um, fulfill the purpose on your life, the call of God, right? There's, there's so much you can do now. Obviously when your kids get to a certain age, when they're fully in school all day long, I'm not saying don't do any chores during that time. You have to figure that out, but especially for you stay at home moms with littles, we want to make sure we're not just relegating all of the chores to the two hours when they're napping. Okay, but we got to go deeper into this. It's not just that because there is a a deeper layer to it. That was really the light bulb moment for me 
because I've always, you know, tried to do chores when they're up, especially in recent years. But for me, what made the difference was thinking about it in a different way. They talked about like how there is an identity that comes from being a part of a family Mm -hmm. and knowing your place in the family. And so when we go and do chores and we tell our kids to go off and play, they learn that their place in the family is to go and play. Like that's their job essentially, right? I'm doing my job. I'm cleaning whatever. You got to do your job by going off and playing or going and watching TV or whatever it is, right? And so we teach them that they are not a part of the family. They're not a part of the hard work that's happening. We teach them that their job is just to go hang out, right? And so that makes sense that like when we ask them to do something bigger, like, um, can you get ready? Can you clean up your room? They're like, no, because they've learned that their job is to go and play when other people are working. Now, you know, discipline can also come in there as a factor, but just that way of thinking about things that like, it makes so much sense that I've been teaching my kids the wrong thing when I tell them to go and play when I'm doing something. And, you know, I kind of in the back of my head knew like, oh, this is an ideal, right? Like I, I love hearing about people that invite their kids into the chores, but I never thought about it in such a way that it's like a part of their identity. And even just thinking about, you know, I think the specific thing that the NPR reporter saw when she was in this Mayan village initially that kind of inspired this book was that she saw this teenager who woke up like, you know, in the, in the morning on her own. And it was this teenager's spring break from school. And this teenager got out of bed, noticed there's dishes in the sink, went straight to them without anyone saying anything and started washing dishes. And this reporter was like, uh, what? (laughs) Like what, what just happened? Did, is it, does she always do this? And she was just amazed by it. So that's why she went back to study the culture and understand like how families work. And, Ultimately, like what, what this, the Mayan culture does is that they, they invite their kids into helping at an early age. And so if we want to have helpful kids, if we want them to, when they're teenagers, like be contributing to our household, we need to teach them now. And ultimately, like, don't think that if you do have teenagers, you didn't teach them, it's not too late. There's, there's ways to do it. But specifically, I'm speaking to those of you like me that have littles and we know that littles are eager to help, right? Like often it's like, Oh no, no, no. I'm going to do it by myself because it's more work to have you do it with me. And I know I fall into that sometimes, oftentimes, honestly, but ultimately if we want to help these kids be the kind of teenagers that wake up and know that the dishes are part of their responsibility, then we need to teach them now and have them be a part of things and see themselves as a part of a of the family and see themselves as a contributing part of the family, not just the recipient of all of this hard work. And so inviting our kids into chores with us, and there's a few ways she talked about doing it that have really been helpful. Um, it's one is not doing it too often. So like, I think she said like once an hour at most, invite them into a chore that you're doing. And it, it really is an invitation that it's saying like, Hey, would you like to help me with this thing? And 
there's not a pressure to say you have to do this, or there's not a pressure that they have to do it for a certain amount of time. Now, this is separate. I think that if, if there's another task that you do need them to do, like cleaning up their toys, cleaning up their room, something like that, like I, I do think it, it's important to make sure they're finishing that. Sometimes they might need some help with it, but that is important. And so we're not necessarily talking about that, but we're talking about inviting them into like loading the dishwasher and doing the dishes. We're talking about inviting them to laundry and to washing it, to folding it. We're talking about inviting them in into cleaning up the house and washing the counters and um, all of those kind of things and creating just this open invitation and they get to do it and another important part she talked about is making sure that they actually get to contribute that they're what they're doing actually counts for something we're not just giving them like a fake job that doesn't actually contribute like they're gonna know but they're actually contributing in some capacity to what is happening (laughs) sorry if you can hear my children running around like monkeys above me very loud for me. So yeah, you get a picture into the craziness here. Uh, the, the babysitters up with them to make sure they're not falling off the balcony or anything, but (laughs) they, they're having fun anyways. Um, and so like seeing the importance of that and another part of this is, uh, she talks about kind of removing all child centered activities uh, from your life and even from your house, like even removing toys, um, or, you know, she said, you don't have to remove all of them, but maybe you just stop buying them because there's going to be plenty of relatives that buy plenty of toys for your children. And so really having like everything be more family oriented and, and how that happens, what happens too, is when you invite them into the chores, the chores become the play. And this is real. This is like this secret, like what? That makes sense because children, little children, especially love doing chores. They love wanting to be a part of it. They love getting to try and do what mommy and daddy are doing, right? And so when we can help them see the chores as play, that is amazing, right? That's going to help set them up to be so helpful and productive as they grow. And it's going to help them with their identity of seeing like they're, they're an important part of the family. They are contributing part. And she was talking about how like a lot of the anxiety that is coming now comes because our kids don't know where they fit into things. Like, right. They think their role is to go and play, like, and they don't know where they fit in the family. And so by inviting them to the, into the chores, they know exactly where they fit in the family. Now, the other part is the, the not pressuring them, right? So if they say, no, I don't, I don't want to help with that right now. And again, I think there's a time and a place to say, no, it's, we need to do this together. But in general, like when you're inviting them and especially at young ages, when these, these tasks are pretty big, um, and you do want to, by the way, give them like bite-sized tasks, like little tasks that they actually can accomplish well. Um, like for example, I'll have my daughter help me scrub the plates in the sink. And so we both have a sponge and we're both doing it. And you know, she usually leaves some chunks on plate. And so I'll let her scrub and then she hands it to me for me to load and I'll get the last parts off with my sponge and I'll load in the dishwasher. But her contribution still matters because she's still doing the initial work. And then my son often will load the silverware into the dishwasher. And the way that our dishwasher is now, it takes some intentionality to set it up. It's like a different kind of thing for the utensils. Anyways, he has to like strategically load them into that section. And so those are tasks that they can do well. They can feel proud of. They can feel accomplished with. It's not too big for them. It's not too small. It's just the right amount. But going back to what I was saying, like when they say, no, I I don't want to do that right now. We don't need to say, okay, I'm going to do the laundry. Why don't you go and play? We don't need to give them any kind of suggestions. We don't need to say, okay, would you like to watch TV? We don't need to say, oh, go outside and play, right? We just say, okay. 
and you leave it open for them to figure out what is next. And that is an important part because when we've talked about boredom, part of boredom is learning to have that creativity to know how to think through things, how to have an imagination, how to how to think of cool things that you want to do. And so often now when you know when my children get bored with the toy that they're helping me with or maybe they just really want to go outside i don't suggest it at all i just say okay i'm gonna do laundry right now um and and then that's it and then they go and figure out what they are going to do on their own and my children these two children children i'm talking about are four and two so it's not like they're super old right there and they're doing this and since i've started this we have not now i i do get some child care like three, two to three mornings a week. But since we've started this, I have, we have not watched TV when I have been with them at all. And it's been amazing. And there's only been like one, maybe twice in the past, I don't know, two to three weeks. I don't know how long I've been doing this. Maybe it's a month. I don't know. Um, but only one or two times that they've asked to watch TV. The rest, they're just entertained. Like they're either helping me with things or they're outside playing or they're playing with Legos or whatever they're deciding to do. And it has been so amazing. And I, they love the invitation to help. It is so like they get excited by it. And now I love it too, because I am not saying, oh, you need to go away from me, right? I'm not saying you need to be separate from me. I am now inviting them into all of the spaces that I occupy and and showing them that they're welcome there, that they're needed there, that I want to be near them. And so before, I think it was overwhelming for me to think about inviting them into chores because I was like, okay, I have to do this chore and it's a lot and I don't have time to do it. And then in addition to this, I also have to find time to play with them one-on-one today. And then I also have to write, I have to do all these extra things, but now I, I combine those. I, the play is the chore. Now, again, there, there is a space for being intentional and doing quality time and, and allowing our kids to say like, Hey, I really want to do this specific thing with you, mom. And like, that's good. We don't want to completely throw that out, but we do, we can combine those. Like the chores are the play. We are connected. We're so connected when we're doing chores together. It's it's so fun for both of us. And it doesn't overwhelm me. Every once in a while, I'm like, you know, if I'm trying to do too much, I, I get overwhelmed and it can, it can trigger me. But for the most part, it's not overwhelming, especially because I have a little bit more flexibility of time because I'm not trying to like finish this chore so I can then give them time. It's like, no, we have time during this chore. We're doing this together. We're doing this as a family. And it has been so incredible for us. And so I hope like for some of you that sets you free a little bit and you're like, wow, I can do that too. And yeah, I just, I'm so excited by it. And my kids have been getting along better. It's just, it's been amazing. And gosh, it just makes sense on so many levels. Like, you know, I think I was referencing this before, but we don't want to teach our kids just that they're to be catered to, that we're doing all the work and they get to sit there and they get to play and they just get to receive it all. No, we want to teach them to be part of the family. And I know this has already existed in other families. Like, you know, even my pastor will, in different sermons, joke about how, you know, when he invites you to dinner. He's going to throw out all the stops and make sure everything's perfect. But if you stay in the house for longer than a few days or a week, then he's going to put you to work and he's going to ask you to help out with things. And so I know that that mentality exists in other families. I just think I haven't always experienced that. 
And so I love like rethinking how we're doing things and making sure my children know that it's their job to serve as well. And my son has been like exponentially, he's already pretty helpful guy, but now he's been even more helpful and like just looking for ways to help and wanting ways to help. You know, he craves that. And so, you know, I love just getting, giving him those opportunities and helping it helps, right? Like it actually helps. It makes us connected. It feel, helps fuels his identity as part of the family and being a contributing member. There's so many layers of this. And, and I do this in so many different ways too. When I'm putting the baby to bed, you know, I used to feel like, oh, I need to put on a TV show for them because it's too much chaos to invite them into it. And it's a little bit more chaos, but that's okay. Like it's, it's worth it because now they're invited into helping put the baby to bed. Sometimes they play with his toys. Sometimes they sit and help give him a bath, but we're all connected doing it. We're all doing things together. And it's, it's, yeah, I keep saying it, but it's so wonderful. Um, and then also with my work, like obviously my kids can't do the work that I do, but I've been trying to let them be around it more. And so like I was referencing earlier, you know, during my son's quiet time, sometimes he'll just come and sit and color next to me while I'm on the phone or working on my computer. Um, sometimes I'll invite him in. Like I, I let him be in here. I think a few episodes ago when I was recording a podcast and I let him just kind of be in here, you know, the the requirement was he needed to be quiet, but he was allowed just to come in and, and think about it. Like when our kids get to watch us doing these things, like they're learning from us, they're getting to see how amazing it is to get to do our work and how we're working hard and they're inspired by it. And maybe God's going to awaken some kind of calling or skill or gift inside of them as they watch us using our gifts. And so it's just such a beautiful place to, to try and invite our kids into these spaces more. Now, I don't think we need to take the, take this to the extreme. Like I still, like I've shared, have childcare. Like I'm not going to be able to have long concentrated hours where I really need to dive deep if I have a kid there with me. And so it's, it's okay to not do this hundred percent of the time, all the time, but it's just a different way of looking at things and just trying to incorporate this more, I think will bless you as it has blessed me. Um, but now I want to talk through just some other strategies about creating a family centered home versus a child centered home. Some of these I've mentioned before, but just things to think through. So the first one is, um, having, having the kids eat what you eat, which, um, and the food that you're eating is what you want and what's good for the family. And this is something I fully believe in. We have done this since day one. I'm so grateful to my pediatrician that recommended that when um, my first baby was starting out solids, that we would just give him some kind of variation of what we were eating. And we have done that ever since. And my kids now are amazing vegetable eaters. Um, there are, there are, they love chicken very, very much. Like they're obsessed, even just grilled chicken, just regular, any kind of chicken. Um, I, for them, it has to come with dip, of course, but they do love the chicken. Uh, there's things they don't eat. They don't love bowls with different things in it. Anyways, there, there are meals that they don't really eat much. But even if you made them like their favorite meal all the time, those, those meals are going to happen. And ultimately like it's better for their nutrition. It's better for them to learn to explore new foods. It's better to, because we're not making two separate meals, right? We're all eating as a family, the same thing. And I just highly recommend you implementing this in your home. And if you need to kind of like gradually ease into this, if you've had the other extreme for a while, then, you know, figure out what the baby steps would be and just try and move towards this. But it is, um, yeah, it is so great. Let me just tell you. 
And we don't do a lot of like kid foods, right? Like we do chicken nuggets sometimes during the day because I also love chicken nuggets and I just get like some um, breast meat ones that are a little bit healthier. Um, But overall, like we don't do a lot of kid foods. Like once a week, we'll let them have macaroni and cheese or pizza. It's like their special night of the week. Um, But overall, there's not a lot of kid type foods in our house. Um, And it's great. And they, they get plenty of food and it's okay if they go through a meal and they choose not to eat. If they were really starving, they would, uh, eat the food in front of them. And so I think this, to me, this is a high value in our home, you know, and I try and put it on their plates in a way that they would try it. I try and like help them sometimes if they're struggling to have that first bite and I'll, especially with the bowls, they struggle. And so I'm like, Oh, let me make a bite for you. And so I'll make a bite for my daughter of like a little bit of rice and a little bit of beans and a little bit of whatever else. And then she'll love it. And then she'll make more bites for herself. And so I let I'll help in that way, but they are going to eat what we eat. We eat. Okay. Um, another one to think through is just that you decide what the day looks like. Um, so making sure that you are not just dictating your whole day around what the child wants to do, what you think they would like, but dictating around what would the family like to do? Like obviously the chores that need to be done as a family, but even outings, like what do you all love to do together? Like what is something that's going to be great for all of you? Um, and you know, again, you can have moments where you choose just what the kid wants to do, um, as a special treat, but ultimately like what as a family do we love to do? And for us, like, especially when my husband's, um, gone during the week, we, me and my kids love to go on adventures. And so we love to go explore the woods. Uh, we love to go on walks or picnics, um, something that is just kind of, we're out in nature. It's just us. We get to kind of connect more parks. Don't really do it for me. I just kind of feel separated from my kids. So I don't feel like I'm getting that quality time and then I'm bored and I don't know, it's not my favorite. Um, gratefully the grandparents take them to parks a lot, but, um, that's just not what we love to do as a family. Um, my husband will take them too, cause he likes that, but you know, figuring out what as a family, what can we all do together that we're all going to enjoy? We're all going to enjoy that connection, not just what the kid wants to do. And of course you can ask their opinion on things, because they're a part of the family, right? They, they do get a voice, but they're just not the king, right? They're, they're not the one in charge. They're not the one deciding. Ultimately, like you as the parents get to decide and taking into account what everyone feels like, how you guys feel, and then you guys get to make that assessment. But the child is not the king. And this even also another area that you can incorporate this is in what you're watching and listening to. So you know, I, like I shared, we haven't been watching a lot of TV lately. It's because I don't like to watch TV with my kids. It's not fun for me. And so before we would use just a small amount of TV, but I would use it when I was doing something else. And I'm sure in the future, I'll do it at certain points if I'm hitting a breaking point and like, I just need a little break. Um, but in general, like that's not something I'm going to choose. Now, my husband loves to watch TV with the kids, but specific shows. And so he'll choose one of the shows that they all enjoy. So he loves like the Discovery Channel and like learning about animals and stuff with them. He loves Sesame Street, watching it with them. He wouldn't just watch it on his own, but he likes to watch it with them. And so just picking shows or or movies, he loves to watch movies with them, picking something that we're all going to enjoy. Obviously, it's a little more challenging when you have young kids and you have to figure out something um, that's appropriate, but figuring out like, what can we all watch together? Or maybe just not doing it at all. They don't necessarily need to go and be off on their own and to watch their own kid shows. Um, you know, if you think about that, like what, what, what is the blessing in that for them? What is, 
How is that helping them? Now, no shame. Like we, we, it's okay to use a little bit of TV. We don't need to be like rigid and black and white with this, but just things to think through. Like, is this really something that is blessing for our family or should the, can they come help with laundry? And if they don't want to help, they can play with Legos, right? Um, just trying to think through those things. And then also with songs, um, for, for us, what this looks like is kind of taking turns with songs in the car usually. Um, but oftentimes during the day, I'll just have on like a worship playlist and, um, they're good with it. I am not going to like blast uh, nursery rhymes in our house all day, every day. That's just not what's going to happen. So (laughs) we will listen to something that we can all enjoy. Um, and usually that is worship for us. And then in the car, I'll let them choose some like kids worship songs that they really like. Um, but yeah, just trying to think through the lens of like, as a family, like how can we enjoy this thing? How can it be a family thing and not just a kid thing? How can we not just have them take the lead, but us do it as a unit? Um, so I hope that that helps you just kind of reorient yourself to, to make your home. And I'm sure there's many more implications in different areas, but how can you reorient your home around the family versus around the kid? Um, and so just trying to pray through that thing, through it. And, you know, I just want to say again, like, just because we are not making it all about them doesn't mean we don't want to have that quality time with them. It's just like any relationship, right? You need to invest in it. It's just like a marriage. Like you're not going to be staring at each other all day, every day, orienting your entire lives around each other. Like you got to do your own thing. You got to work and play and all the things. And sometimes those don't involve each other, but you do need to be intentional daily and weekly to pour into each other and to, to sit face to face and to spend that quality time and to do sometimes what the other person wants and um, sometimes what you'd like to do together and just having a balance of that. And so the same thing with our kids, like we need to make sure we are investing in them. We're teaching them God's word. We're looking in the, them in the eyes every day and telling them how much we love them and we're proud of them and teaching them about God's word, praying with them, right? We do need to have those moments, but what it looks like is just inviting them in to kind of normal life. Like how can we be a family and work as a team? And this is just going to bless all of you. I just know it, but let me just pray for you. God, I I thank you for family and that we get the gift of family. God, I just pray for all of us for wisdom as we try and walk in having a healthy family. God, that's oriented around you. Ultimately, you, God, are the center. God, help us to make you the center and the family just surrounding you. God, give us wisdom about how to implement this. God, um, just show us what you have for our family and the nuances that each of us need for our specific kids, our specific situation, our specific marriage. God, um, we just need your voice in the middle, God. And um, we just thank you that you're revealing more and more to us, God, that we can be healthy and just thrive in our relationship with you, God, as we raise these kiddos. God, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Thank you.